the cinnamon vino. It's the intro in three. Yes. No, yeah, we got a nice little blues time there. Very gifted guitar player. It's like doing that little riff. Yeah. Hey guys, we're back. Yeah, we got, uh, got the whole band together. Yeah. We got all four Golden Girls here. I'm here with Blanche and Sophia, and Dorothy, and I'm Rose. You decide yeah. which one's which. Wait, am I Blanche? I'm not sure. You probably you're probably Blanche. We've talked about this before, haven't we? I, we I think we have. We have. Yeah. I'm the southernmost. But we of never the four of us. So it's true. Tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the sluttiest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm the oldest. So I'm probably Sophia. People call me the Bry Man. I'm the stylish one of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kicking off our Halloween series is uh, Friday the 13th is coming up, so we are going to do conveniently Friday the 13th, no. the OG. Had to do it to him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this was Sean's pick for Halloween, so it's yep. be, I haven't seen this in a long, long time. Same season. I had never seen it. Directed really? what? by somebody named Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since Travis has been on the pod. I, I know. <laughs> Travis hadn't been with us in a while. Um, Honestly, not really with you now. <laughs> it's, it is debatable. It's a matter. Medications kicked in. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking Friday the 13th and we're drinking Oktoberfest. Uh, Mars and uh, style beers. Uh, this is the Polliner uh, Oktoberfest style. And I'm hazy and tell you can probably tell me like if they can refer to all of those as Oktoberfest. Is that like a catch-all term for Mars? Uh, it's the easiest way to do it. Like a Mars and technically... Needs to be brewed in March, mm-hmm. uh, and there's there's like there's a fest beer, meadow beer, Hellas. Hell yeah, but it's like Oktoberfest. It's just a beer. It's just the easiest way to call it. Yeah, is yeah. it in fact pumpkin flavored? No. Oh yeah, pumpkin is just at cinnamon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at least in the states and allspice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like um, and here where we are, it's like basically if you can drink it at Oktoberfest, it's an Oktoberfest. Exactly. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just enjoy yourselves, you know. Um, You're gonna get drunk on something. Just pick one. <laughs> yeah. So Mars style, it's a malty. Again, you correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh no. Uh, a malty lager, uh, like you say. Mars is brewed in March. I, I just learned that Marzen is German for March. I had never known that. So, <laughs> y'all, I'm late to that. <laughs> we, yeah. I'm late to that party. Um, they tend to be. What is Oktoberfest German for? Just put a K in there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Oktoberfest. Achtung. So is is Marzen, or maybe you're about to say it. Go ahead. Um, but basically, yeah, they're brewed in March and then lagered through the summer. Uh, they're fuller bodied. Um, they had, tend to have a little bit of sweetness and lower hops. The ABV tends to be between 5 and 6%. That, so, yeah. Yeah. Was, was, did that answer your question? Yep. No. Oh. Um, brewed in March, drank in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sits just, just all summer? Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. And so, uh, basically, this is a seasonal transition to cooler weather. Um, it has a little, the, compared to summer beers, like lighter beers, session beers, it's like a more oomph body alcohol. It's a little maltier, a little heavier, kind of warms you up a little more on a cooler day, I think. What's the strength on this? 5.5, I believe. 5.2? Five, five 5.2. Two. Five two. Yeah, I think. Well, There's a can somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's between 5 and 6, for sure. Uh, 11.2 ounces. Mm-hmm. So, this is easy to pair with foods. Um, it goes well, obviously, anything uh, at Pretzels. Christmas. Pretzels, schnitzels, nachos. Brats. Yeah. Anything you could eat at Oktoberfest, drink this with it. Cotton candy. Pretty easy. This is. Jaeger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It goes well with like a, a luge and Jaeger. Yeah. And yeah. Um, sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. I would say anything. Can't anything. Say sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. It is offensive to the German people. Now you will be lined up and shot. <laughs> 
Um, but basically, if you're in Tulsa, I think you can have a faster haul. This will go with. This will match up well with. Yeah. yeah. I had a Kolsch there earlier today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Kolsch, to me, Kolsch is my favorite summer beer. Maybe I'm, yeah, again, I'm not a, a beer nerd, but it's like that's a good pool beer. Nice canned Kolsch, mm. you know? Yeah. It's Kolschy. Yeah, it's, it's a nice Kolschy beer. Which is not say Kolsch anymore. Isn't Kolsch That's going to be my last one, I swear. <laughs> that's got to be my last one. I was going to say another one before this, and I was like, Travis, just don't. Mm-hmm. But three is is the funniest number, so yeah. I'm done. Everything that's comes be away. It. You can't say three anymore. Yeah. What? You can't say three. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that. You've taken yeah. that number back. Yep. It's an insult to Christians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these are seasonal. Um, obviously, they come out this time of year, and they don't last for long. So, And they don't age well, I don't think. I don't think no. they hold up well. So get them now and drink them now, wherever you are. Um, this is the Polliner Oktoberfest. We're going to uh, take a pause here a minute and pour our next beer. But uh, I will say this is one of my favorite Oktoberfests. I love... Uh, this one and Sam Adams and uh, Marshall Oktoberfest mm-hmm. is a lovely one as well. These are this top three right here. Definitely. Me. Delicious. To me, this has the characteristics like the color and the feel and the alcohol. This is like a classic Oktoberfest. I mean, that I've ever I always had. think of Spaten as my, my go to Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they make them in other spots in Europe and they're a little bit different, like the Czech style and Austrians and. You know, all those all those other countries, they make some different, but um, <laughs> but this one's a little darker amber color. It's a little, you know, a little different than what you'd find in other countries. Uh, a little background on Friday the 13th, this stuff, I learned about this. Um, some of the, according to the History Channel, the origin of the Friday the 13th has in the Bible. Um, specifically at the Last Supper, there were 13 guests. Judas was the 13th guest at the Last Supper. Well, I, yeah, I think this goes all back to, like, the numerology of 13, mm-hmm. right? And Judas was the bad one, right? He was. Yeah. So, and then, so he... Allegedly. So, yep. Yeah. 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 Conspiracy it, days. It depends on your perspective, yep. I guess. Uh, so uh, Judas betrayed Jesus on Monday, Thursday, which led to Jesus' crucifixion on Good Friday. So Friday the 13th has gradually. And then a lot of other bad events have happened on that day. So it's been kind of snowballed into like a superstition that it's a... They, they called it Black Cat's Day in this movie? So, yeah, so Did you catch that? Huh? No. Like, early, early on in the beginning, like someone was like, oh, can't, can't be going up there. Not on Black Cat's Day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Never heard that before. No. No. Weird, but stuff like the movies like this. There was there were some books in the last you know 150 years that have been dealt with Friday the 13th, and so it's caught on as kind of a pop culture thing. Was this it, uh, a, like a, a summer camp? Because it, it wasn't. It was during the summer. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah during it's July, a, it's a summer camp. Yeah, so it wasn't October. I thought the Camp Black Hat. I do remember hearing that, but I thought it was going to be around the Fourth of July weekend. So I was thinking that maybe he was thinking for fireworks or something. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it's like honestly, I enjoyed this movie. I, I kind of glazed over at different spots of it. <laughs> I, I, I really kind of, I don't know. We'll get this in my opinions of it, but it, it had the feel of a, of a. Now it's difficult to sift from the tropes of what it became of the horror genre. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to parse out if this was where all those things originated mm-hmm. from. It's and, chicken and, and it egg. Yeah. You know, it's it's some, like you guys have run into that sometimes watching movies like Casablanca, where it's like. It's difficult to now go back and watch it, you know, without seeing the tropes and the, and the spoofs and, or The Godfather. Yeah. It's difficult now to go back and watch it with new eyes. It, it started the cliches, and now it's hard to watch it without being like, okay, this is all cliches. It's a victim of its own success. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a little bit about this movie. This came out 
um, May 9th, 1980. Grossed $60 million against a $500,000 budget. Wait, so, what are those numbers? $60 million against 500000 Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I will say, every Friday the 13th that's happened since this, super profitable. Yeah. yeah. Like, shoestring budget, super profitable every mm-hmm. time. And we're talking going into, like, the... Like dozen, there's like a dozen sequels. Even Jason X in space. Yeah, yeah. And Jason takes Manhattan. I love Jason takes Manhattan. I that was the it. first trailer I saw. I want to see a crossover with the Muppets on that one. Ooh. <laughs> I think they've. I think that that bit's been done. Possibly Jason and the Muppets take Manhattan together. Ooh. <laughs> That's my movie. I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch the yeah. shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, why do they keep doing uh, like live action Disney? movies like just put muppets in there that's that's gold fuck yes, yes. yeah miss piggy is little mermaid mm. yeah so Trump, it's trumpet mm-hmm. that's that's my calendar for yeah. 12 months <laughs> <laughs> um so uh this uh along with john carpenter's halloween and west craven's nightmare on elm street kind of kicked off a wave of big long-lasting horror franchise hefty slashers yeah mm-hmm. um this became That'd be a great band name hefty slashers <laughs> it would be <laughs> the so the this became a long-running series of films, uh, ultimately resulting in the Jason Voorhees character, who is not prominently featured in this film. Instead, we get, and this will be a spoiler, so if you haven't seen, I don't feel too sorry for you if you haven't seen no. Friday the 13th after 40-something. It's been 43 years. Um, his mom, Pamela Voorhees, is the main antagonist. antagonist of this one, played by Betsy Palmer. Um, this is directed by Sean Cunningham. Written by Victor Miller. My boy. And this sets the template for so many slasher movies. Probably a hundred plus slasher movies have followed this template of a bunch of randy young counselors descend on a remote wooded summer camp, despite warnings from the townspeople that the uh, place is haunted slash dangerous. Uh, back in the 50s, a young boy drowned there, and some young counselors who were going for some nookie got mm. slashed up. And the place got shut down. Now it's opening back up, and the weirdo Twilight Zone townspeople are having none of it. And so as the film progresses, the, the camp counselors, the, the young Randy people, get picked off by an unseen killer who we only see in POV shots approaching them or whatever. Like, the camera is act like, you know, you are the killer. Um, and so basically it falls down to the survivors as they get whittled down to fend off the bad guy who we find out at the very end. So... Well, and of course, the final survivor is the virginal, you know, girl who is, you know, the respectable one of all of the rest of the group. All the guys die. The only one that's left is just the girl who's, you know, the the good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is that is one of the classic tropes. Even poor Kevin Bacon. <sighs> yeah. God, poor he was hogging out, though. He was. <laughs> he was. He got his. As we all knew he would be. I mean, in oh. modern times, they would have people on a MacBook, like, working that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we need less. Like Willem Dafoe? Yeah. It's yep. like, we need, we need, Unbelievable. We need to shave that fucker Drop it down, down by a couple inches, yeah. you know. I mean, who among us here hasn't paused wild <laughs> things? I mean, you talk about armadillos and trousers. It's like, <laughs> that's too much. It's too sexy. <laughs> so, um, so you guys, uh, so you, had, you hadn't seen it. I hadn't. Travis, you had not seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. Um, so, Travis, I'm curious to hear you first. What did you think? Uh, well, we had two Jeeps in this movie. There was double Jeeperty. It was kind of hard to keep track of the Yeah. Jeeps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because big problem. somebody gets uh, picked up in the Jeep and, like, killed immediately. And then there's another Jeep, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. It's definitely the guy that's running the whole shindig who has a killer a mustache. Suspicious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Suspiciously cool mustache. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, the, the rest of it, like I already knew after obviously watching Scream, they were like, yeah, in the first one, it was Jason's mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I knew it wasn't going to be Jason, but it was going to be adjacent. <laughs> Jason adjacent. <laughs> um, Hell. So uh, I enjoyed it, but it did seem almost like a parody at this point. Like all of the uh, summer hack and slash movies, it just felt like. I was watching almost one of the scary movie spoofs. I'm like, all right, yes, I know this is happening. And I think in high school, there was, um, I, had, I had never seen it, but there was the ch 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 ah, 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 like yeah. sound effect whenever Jason or Jason's mother was in the area. And so, like, in high school, there was somebody that, like, started doing that in the hallways between classes, especially when, it like, the hallway was, like, almost empty, so it would, like, echo down the hall. It might have been Judd. But Probably. I just remember I see that. just <laughs> constantly hearing the ch ch So when I heard it, I just laughed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, all of the, yeah, Kevin Bacon, sorry to see him go. Uh, I love the, um, the POV was interesting, especially of the, of the girl getting in the Jeep with the killer. Because you always see the POV, like, from a distance or also some of those POVs, I was like, They've got to see How do you not person? see this person? It's like just <laughs> and, behind a tree, yeah. like five feet yeah. away from you. Yeah. And it doesn't even look like they're trying hard. They're not even that far away. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like that also, person just like turned their head slightly. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a whole person just standing here. Mm-hmm. Also, when Jason's mother finally showed up, she gets yeeted no less than like <laughs> yeah. four yeah. or five fucking series you see Like this chick, like, uh, again, I just recently watched uh, Scream again, and they're like, God, the gal's always running away up the stairs when she should be going out the door. Like, no, she fell on the ground. You've got like a, a what did she have in her hand that she clocked her with? I was like, you bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> Who is this hoe? Yeah. Anyway, she a dumb hoe and she got uh, killed by Jason, I guess. Or no, she got freaked out by Jason and then woke up in the hospital. So, mm-hmm. um, was that a dream? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Which this Spoilers. was. Kind of- no. This was kind of a riff on Psycho, where it's like you had Norman Bates, like he was his mom. He acted as, as a surrogate for the the voice of the apparition of his mom to kill. You know, now the mom is acting as a surrogate for her child. It's yeah. the opposite. She's got a weird like multiple personality, mm-hmm. or the ghost of Jason in the grave being you know yeah so not really in a grave in, in the undead yeah. body in the lake. Yeah, was he ever recovered from the lake? They said a body they, was never found. Never found. So, what is Jason in the sequels? Have you Spoiler. not have you not seen two? Well, I know you've I've seen, seen three. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, mm-hmm. you've seen Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. This is one that we've podcasted on in the past. Yeah, but that I've, didn't even have Jason. It did have Jason. It's the first movie where Jason has the hockey mask. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah. you, you ever saw two? I don't think I did. Oh. I'm thinking of Halloween three where they do the pumpkins on the head. Isn't that the pumpkin heads? Oh, that's the season of the witch. Season of the witch. Yeah, that is season of the witch. Yeah, that's Halloween three. Okay, because we but we have done Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. It's a, yeah. It starts out with the, the 3D, 3D one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First thing you see is a guy with a, a broom just be like, oh. And they have the the kind of the punkers are in it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to go back. I, I'm pretty sure we podcasted on it. I have to check and see. I have to look at my spreadsheet. I think it might have been like last year or the year yeah. before. Yeah. I know. I watched it. Yeah. First time I have to make a spreadsheet, but then I'm yeah. Have to that is the f- that is the first one that has hockey mask. Yes. Yeah. And that's what that's why I love Friday the Thirteenth Part Three the most because that is the quintessential Jason movie. And is four. Uh, Takes four, Manhattan. Four is takes Manhattan. Yeah. And then there was nothing for quite a while. Which one was uh, Citizens on Patrol? 
<laughs> That's uh, Police Academy 6, I think. I believe there were seven. The seven was I just Russia. don't understand how Bobcat Goldthwait was a bad guy in one, and then he became a cop in the next one. Hey, that's really what you want in this world is like yeah. convince your villains to become heroes. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's, that's fair. Yeah. Get them on your side. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so shit. this is your first time seeing this. Yes, but... Okay, what what is Jason in the in the sequel? Like he's, he's, he's kind of supernatural. He's undead. He okay. He he has, he's he's supernatural. He is not like a normal person. He doesn't quite die. Like, like in, in Halloween, like same thing with Michael, Michael Myers. Myers is no. In it depends on the iteration, but Michael Myers is like just like a super strong big guy who doesn't feel pain. Uh, that's not Jason. Jason is straight up supernatural. He's undead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in some uh, of the Halloween, like, you know, he takes a, a hanger to the eye and yeah, still gets up. It, it, they then he comes off, back off in the sequel, and then, they what, they skip three, and then he shows up in four. Yeah. And, what, H2O? I don't know. But, yeah, he's he's a bit cray, too. But he's not taking, like, shotguns to the torso or anything. Right. Yeah. Jason, you, you can't take down Jason. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is why they have Freddy versus Jason is because both are supernatural beings. Mm. Well, you could if you ever got Jason and then you rolled a steamroller on top of him because Punisher did that to Wolverine one time. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, he couldn't keep Wolverine down, so he That's was like, some Looney Tunes. He got him down as far as Roger could, Rabbit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Wolverine doesn't have super strength. He can't lift a, a fucking forty-ton steamroller off him. So he was like, "All right, peace." Yeah, yeah. gotta get that dip. Anyway, Friday the Thirteenth. I enjoyed it because um, it was kind of campy at this point. But uh, what I liked was that a lot of these teenagers get hacked and slashed movies are. I always thought as a kid, I was like, these are going to be scary, way too scary for me to watch, and I don't want to do it. Like unless the lights are on or whatever. Um, but uh, with all the ones that I watched, I'm like, oh, people laugh at these. They're like, they're kind of scary. They're jump scares, but. They're really so stupid. They're kind of funny. Over I can totally top. see like high schoolers at the time when they were coming out were like, "Guys, let's get loaded. Let's go to the movie theater. Let's watch this fucking yeah." Movie. That's th- this yeah. movie makes it's me think like, of like the '80s idea oh, yeah. mm-hmm. of going to a theater and just like yeah, with all your friends. Yeah. Like let's let's have a few beers. Let's go see that movie. They're uh, with uh, lots of titties and uh, violence and blood, and let's just laugh. That's good shit. Yeah, I'm 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 with it. For me. Six five, yeah. For the yeah. for the uh, milestone and the nostalgia placement of it, of you know, it's it's got to earn some kind of uh, place of of uh, history mm-hmm. in the slasher. Film. It's almost so an artifact. I give it a yeah. six five. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tay, what do you think? Well, that's like the hardest thing is like I've seen it before, and coming back and seeing it again, all I can think about is the tropes. And the comedy aspect of it. So it's like, I, I remember watching this film for the first time and being like, man, this is like a, a really well done, scary movie. The POV I really liked. Of course, Travis, you know, every time I hear POV, I think of porn. But oh, it was yeah. like, I really love the POV of it. Kobe Ty. And it was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deep cut. So. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. I always like impressing Taylor with my porn knowledge. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like Chinese food, we'll but uh, porn shadowing. Kobe Thai. <laughs> Kumite. <laughs> but so that's all I can think about is like now just like the tropes and it is like a comedy. So it's like when they, the POV and they're just screaming, I'm just, it, it's almost like I just think of it, how they filmed it. 
they're just like, hey, we're going to stick this camera in your face and you have to scream. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, we're doing this about 40 times. You get the perfect scream. Yeah. And, but it's just all the goofy shit that gets there, the lovemaking, the, the nudeness out of nowhere. I do think that dude with the mustache was banging the, um, the waitress. No doubt about that. Oh, the, the one that oh, arrived to the very end. A hundred percent. No, no, yeah. no. The waitress. The one yeah. at the diner oh, who oh. was yeah. <laughs> comped his coffee. Yeah. Hell yeah. You broke it. You bought it, my friend. <laughs> Let's just say but that coffee wasn't free. That's free pie. <laughs> <laughs> Cream? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> but this really is like a classic scary movie. <laughs> it's like... A squat cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is still one of my... We can't wait for Travis. Sorry, Travis is rejoining. I thought I had it together and you said cream. I was like, nope, I got it. I'm fine. (laughs) But this movie is still, I think, one of my favorite Jason movies. And I've seen, I haven't gone into the deep cuts as they are now, but one of my, one of my first ones that I really, really liked, and it is still one of the best ones I think it gets played off of so much. And it's just, to me, that's more impressive than anything. It's like, this, this was like the basis for, I mean, a crap ton of freaking scary movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't it, know. It, it sets up the next like 20 years of yeah. scary movies. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy just when, when you watch it, you're like, damn, you're just like basically watching history. You're like, yeah. well, this is every film from here on out. Yeah. yeah. And so, Tate, what would you give it? Ultimately, a seven. Because this, even though it was just one of those campy films, but I, uh, it just set every movie here on out, kind of based off of it, and clearly a franchise off oh. of it. But it was, it was a funny film to watch, going back and watching it. But I do remember at one point watching it and being like, man, this is... I could see people being scared with this, and now I just laugh. Yeah, that's all I do now. Yeah. But still, definitely a solid seven. Yeah, set the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, uh, well, obviously this was my pick. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this movie. I love the Friday the Thirteenth series um, because it really ramps off into some pretty crazy directions. Uh, you know, he goes to space. He goes to <laughs> Manhattan. To hell. He goes to hell. Mm-hmm. He fights a, a dream warrior demon. Uh, he he goes on so many adventures and it all kicks off right here mm-hmm. with not his him. mommy. He's not in this movie at no, all. No, it's a lady in a sweater. It, and it's it's it's, it's just amazing how this movie kicked off like such a big wave of I want to know how many like knockoffs of this there were yeah. around this time because this was what 1980. Mm-hmm. There was like a whole decade of slasher movies that I feel like were just knockoffs of this that just were lost to time that we just aren't going to appreciate because. They were nonsense, you know, Yeah, that were just out there. But, uh, man, it's just, you see the tropes, you see it, and it kind of, not to compare it to Lawrence of Arabia in terms of quality, but, like, going back and watching Lawrence of Arabia, you kind of see, like you were saying, like, with Casablanca, it's like so many of these things that we just accept as just, like, common things, right? Like, common, like, tropes, and it's just seeing them where they, where they started is so weird because it's, like, I can't take this movie seriously anymore. I, I just, yeah. there's no point to it because it, it, I've seen all this a million times over. Um, even watching with my son the second Trolls movie, it's like there's a <laughs> sequence where the trolls get lost in a desert and they do a spoof of Lawrence of Arabia in the second Trolls movie. Yeah. This movie's yeah. been spoofed a million times. Yeah. But 
I love, um, I mean, I think I did like a college video project on like this, on Sean Cunningham's like directing style. Mm -hmm. And I'd really like to go back and see if there was anybody that was really doing the point of view horror stuff before him. I don't think there was. No. I mean, I, I can't think of anything. Psycho, you kind of get like some, some of that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you see a lot of really intimate shots of Norman Bates in that one. I mean, it really, it, it got the idea of using the camera to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like an uncomfortable. Which is very Hitchcock, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I, I think this was like. One the, of the pioneers. Key, it was the pioneering idea of keeping like the, keeping the enemy hidden, you know, <laughs> and you're not, you don't yeah. see it the entire time. And you're, it's part of the mystery of not knowing who's doing all this killing. Yeah. Um, because obviously, as we see in the third act, when we finally figure out who it is, she loses all power as soon as you see her, yeah. right? Like she, she becomes like flopping all over the place trying to just do basic things, and she just can't take a punch. She just ultimate glass Karen. jaw. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, she's the worst. Great sweater though. The cable that was sweater. that yeah. was strong. Yeah, it's great. Uh, there's Very one movie that I want to do eventually. It, it basically parodies, it doesn't parody, but it like kind of like calls out the tropes. It's kind of like um, Cabin in the Woods, which is a movie that we've done before <laughs> and we all love, that like kind of calls out the tropes. It's called uh, The Rise of Leslie, Leslie Vernon, I think. Hmm. It's by, I think it's called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, it's really good. We need to do it sometime. It basically kind of calls out like this, these tropes and like these very specific things. Um, he was a relief pitcher. Leslie Vernon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in that same vein, you just mentioned Cabin in the Woods. <clears throat> you know, they had the weird guy at the gas station that they had to have, like, the Harbinger. Yeah. yeah. And they totally had that, like, as soon as I saw the, the old man winters. Yeah. And that, this that's where like, this trope came yeah. from. Go out there. It, they're going to get the you. The weird guy coming out and, like, preaching stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then you have all the tropes of all the characters. Like, do you feel like you've been acting like more of a bimbo recently yeah. Yeah. or the guy who's just like the Joker and all yeah. those tropes are in this. Yeah. That dude like crept onto the, the summer camp and was like eating yeah. some free Ritz crackers he in the crack. He was in the pantry. Just, like, what was he eating in there? Oh, he was just, just hanging out. Beans? Yeah. Shit ton of beans. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to preach and eat my beans. God, everybody's <laughs> panties were getting sniffed there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, and I think the best thing of this entire movie is the guy who is like starting up the camp. His outfit while he's chopping wood. Oh yeah, strong. It's just like yeah. cut off jorts, no shirt, and like an ascot. Yep. Yeah. And he is rocking that outfit. Yep. Yeah. And frankly, I we need to bring that back as a society. That is. Yeah. Because that man was hogging out in some jorts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why that waitress just couldn't let him go. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, and he uh, shows up there. He's getting all the free pie. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the other pie. thing about these, uh, especially like the shoestring budget thing, is it, it uh, that scary movies, horror movies are famous for it. Yeah. Is that people just try every concept they can, try every um, on every shoestring budget, and every once in a while they hit gold and they make an astronomical amount of money like paranormal activity. paranormal activity yeah. had like it was like a fifteen thousand dollar budget yeah. yeah he was basically it was like it's like less than floss on a door or like pulling a no door idea. closed yeah. he made an entire movie like yeah uh, blair witch same yeah, yeah. same yeah. concept blair witch did like the entire viral marketing thing mm -hmm. like 
is this a true story or isn't it? You don't know. And how the fuck did we buy that yeah. Ugh. as a society? It, Twice. Beautifully done. Yeah. yeah. Wonderfully <laughs> done. movies like that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Paranormal Activity is perfect. Like, that one, another movie that did an entire series. And it all started off with him just, like, $15,000. He made a multi-million dollar, like, series yeah. off of it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way this is. Yeah. And it's all off this goofy shit. Like, bodies falling out of trees as soon as she's trying to, like, run away. It's like, what? What? Yeah. When, when did she have time to put a, a body in that tree? Why did she put a body in that tree? Why did it decide to fall right as you're trying to run by it? That's going to ruin that sweater. That's going to ruin that sweater. That's, that needs to, she knows how to crochet that back together. You know it's dry clean only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. And it's white. God, can you imagine how dirty that thing would have got? a bold choice out there. Bold the choice. Yeah, you get something taupe. Um, I, I love this movie. I give it a seven. 7.5 because of the, the, the guy's outfit. Is there a story behind that machete that Jason eventually has? I don't know if I saw it yes. in this movie. It's in Friday the 13th Part 3. We yep. we kind of get to that. Where it's we, not in 2? No, either? it's not oh. in 2. He never uses it in 2. What? And then Friday the 13th Part 3, he gets it um, in the same movie that he gets the hockey mask. And I think that's where like the series really takes off is the third one. So he gets the machete and the hockey mask in the From same Santa? movie. From Santa? Um, he gets it from someone else has it or someone is using it like on the camp and he finds it. Yeah. I really don't know if I've seen the third one. Maybe I was sick on that pod. I I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe you just hated me. Yeah. Well, did I mean like, or did we, cause I know I watched it cause I, I remember. Yeah. You, you remember. But did we just like, was it, it, or what did we have it? We just had to skip over it. I don't remember because I know we did that with Ernest Scared Stupid, but we made it a point to double back. Yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what men do. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I know we did the season, the Halloween season of the witch, mm-hmm. Halloween three season of the witch, yeah. pumpkin heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember. Happy Halloween. To me, that was like the point in the series where it's like you know the police academy was in trouble when they lost Steve Gutenberg. It's like, oh. like but this is the Halloween. Michael Myers isn't even here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it's not a character you need somebody for. You just need like a, a stunt actor with a mask, mm-hmm. and you're great. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, with um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the guy who played Jason, or not Jason, the guy who played Freddy Krueger, uh, they kind of lost him, and I think that's that's kind of the time because they had an actual actor who was playing him, Robert Englund. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I've got Fright Night 2011, Fright Night 1985, and The Frighteners. I don't see. I mean, I you were we'll gonna last year's Halloween. Maybe, maybe we didn't, but I know we we've watched it. I'll have to, yeah, I have to go back and check. I'm not sure. Speed that. I, I maybe, maybe that was just on like the maybe side podcast that we have that we don't tell Travis about. Side pod. Yeah, it could be. That'd be a great band name. <laughs> <laughs> Got one in. <laughs> um, That's a great band name too. Got so one in. <laughs> seven five. Seven five. Seven five. So I would say I fall about six five. Um, I'm not a huge horror guy, um, but also, yeah, same deal. It's tough to sift through the, the tropes that this movie started, you know, the trend that this movie was on the ground floor for. Um, you know, it's entertaining. It's, it's good junk food, Halloween entertainment, you know. I, you could see how this was a huge hit back in the day before people got desensitized to people getting hacked up at, you know, campsites. But, you know, this this had to be been a great popcorn movie back then, and I appreciate it now for history, nostalgia. And just to see what people were scared by back then. Sometimes movies have that effect. Like you could see what was scary or exciting or romantic or whatever back in the day. It's like a little slice in time. It's a time capsule, yeah. And so the movie has that benefit for me of like seeing what what was scary then. Mm -hmm. What what made people jump out of their seats in 1980. Um, 
It was a huge hit. It's fun. Yeah, 6'5". Anyway, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. We got Sean Jordan. Hey. We got Taylor Owens. Yo. Travis in, Bud. Back in the saddle. Yeah. Sister Act We're all here. And uh, great movies. Only Drunker. Uh, Marzen. Uh, Oktoberfest. We got Polliner. And now we are enjoying the Bell's Brewing. Uh, oh, that's on me. So uh, go out and find some Oktoberfest beer. It's a good time of year. Go get yourself a big giant pretzel. Uh, but yeah, great movies. Only Drunker. And we will see you guys next time. Hasta luego. Bye. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.